Can we just talk about how Lori and Damson <laughs> are together? Love is not enough, hey, baby. Come, come to, to me, me with love. Come to me with money. Hi, everyone. My name is Moyo. Hi, my name is Tosan, and we're the host of Peas in the Podcast, where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. Ready? Ready. Welcome back to another episode of Peas in a Podcast. This is what, episode six? Your your six <laughs> episodes. Wow. We had six. Can you believe that? The fact that we didn't quit at like three. Are you okay? <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you mean? We're not quitting. Um, but welcome back, everyone. The agenda for today, as you all know, it is February, which mm. means it's it's all about love. love. And so to celebrate or to just be in the spirit, we will be doing Reddit stories on relationships both platonic, so friendships and romantic relationships. And this is the first time we're both going to be hearing um, all the stories. Yeah, so we both like, we chose three (laughs) different like Reddit stories Mm -hmm. and we're going to read it and I kind of go through it during this episode. I'm so excited. And respond. (laughs) And for me, I know like, I feel like I tried picking chaotic ones, but reading Tosan's like brief synopsis, they seem more chaotic than mine. It's, it's giving trouble. Hmm. Mine is giving just regular, regular. Unless you see, we shall see. You see when we get into it. I'm so excited, but yeah. So that is the agenda for today, and yeah. But before we get into it, like always, Mm -hmm. how was your week? How was your month? This is the first episode we're recording in the new year. New year, 2023. 2023. Um. So, how's the new year? How you feeling today? Can't believe. Wait first. Can you believe it's almost three years after the pandemic? Three years. It's actually ridiculous. Like the years are actually counting. Cause for me, I feel like since twenty twenty, it's just been one long year. I was just talking to you about a birthday picture, mm-hmm. and I was and like, like, "Oh, oh that's this, last year. that was last year." And I was like, like, "No, no that was 2020. That was like twentieth birthday. Three years ago. Mad." crazy i don't know how the years are going but i'm doing well um doing okay work is new Mm. i'm still at the same company but my role is different it's sort of like this new role on my team for the first time ever so it's like a big task for me because Mm. it's like if the role is not if the work i'm doing isn't bringing any value or results there's no point of my work (laughs) So I'm kind of stressed, but I'm also excited because a new challenge as well. But mm. work is interesting, trying to figure that out. And this time last year, I put in my like three weeks notice of leaving my old job. Your old job. So it's so weird that, you know, I've been in this company for almost a year now. So yeah. Yeah. I'm still here life. in my own company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 20, has met me in this job. I'm sorry. But my year is not crazy it's just been like what 16 17 days 17 um for some reason like i didn't feel very like this year like entering 2023 didn't feel very celebratory Mm. like it was just like okay all right let's get another day it's another day that's how it felt like i haven't had this like nothing has really changed i didn't really do like we both didn't really do like new year's resolution so Mm -hmm. i also don't feel a lot of pressure in January. It just feels like what I've been doing 
every day. Yeah. Um, so the new year is going okay. I'm still at this job, so that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But 17 days. I'm also worried that people at my job might listen to this podcast. And if you're listening, I love it. Like we're family, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? Um, but yeah, aside from that, let's just get into the Reddit stories. That's why we're here. I'm so excited. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to like Reddit stories on TikTok, mm-hmm. but they're always so chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. And we didn't want to do any like, because when this comes out, it's three days before Valentine's Day. Three days. Um, we didn't want to do anything too sappy or like long. Yeah. We just wanted to have fun, kind of laugh. And that's what this episode will be about. Before that though... Can we just talk about how Lori and Damson oh. are together? Chaos. Lori mm. <laughs> for president. Lo- <laughs> and Lori, I trust forever and ever. Lori for because president. I just hope she breaks She's that boy's like, heart. Whatever situation doesn't serve me, I'm out. I'll be in the next one. Per- like, Catch me in the next one. Yar. That's from, she went from turtle to Nunu. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's not to sidetrack. Um, we'll go into the Reddit stories um, and we'll be going back and forth. So mm-hmm. like we said in the beginning, we have three separate Reddit stories that we both found. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll kind of go like just alternating our stories between each other. Okay. Yep. All right. So I'll start with my story first. Disclaimer, your girl's a little dyslexic. So <laughs> if I'm stumbling on my words, um, it's a pretty long text. So bear with me so my first reddit story um this was actually the first one like i stumbled on i was like oh my god this is so interesting we should talk about it the title is my best friend's husband confessed his feelings for me Hmm. her life was pretty difficult and she says she's finally happy how do i tell her and so let's go into the details of the story my best friend's husband confessed feelings for me okay Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're I'm ready? trying to like put myself in this situation. Okay. Are you ready for the story? I'm ready. All right. So they've been best friends. They met in college um, and became best friends since then. Um, Mia was always very family oriented and romantic, even when she was a kid. Her ultimate life dream is to have a big, happy family. Sadly, Mia had a very difficult childhood. She lost her entire family, younger sister, and both parents from ages 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. So it's been tough. <laughs> Um, she was in the foster system for a while until her abusive uncle took her in. Obviously, Mia was and is very mentally unwell. And just a few months ago, she managed to get off her meds and stop going to therapy. Hmm. Mia and her husband, Rick, 34-year-old male, um, are together for two years now and married for six months. In my opinion, it was all a bit rushed, but Mia was getting scared um, she won't be able to have children if she waited. And to be honest, Rick seemed like a perfect match for her. Mm-hmm. She was aware things were going faster than she initially wanted, but reassured me that her and Rick were on the same page. It's her life after all, so if she's happy, so am I. Rick and I never, oh, Rick and I neither love nor hate each other. Um, he's my friend's husband, so at best we tolerate one another. We don't have any common interests. And our lifestyles, life, and goals are different. Fast forward to New Year's Eve. This is when the chaos began. Hmm. <laughs> Mia and Rick organized a party and invited me and my partner, 31-year-old Mill, to join. Everything seemed fine. Rick and I were chatting with some friends when I decided to go outside to breathe in some fresh air. It's always when they go outside. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, since the house was uh, very crowded. Rick followed a few minutes later. We casually talked about some irrelevant, irrelevant things when he suddenly said he was in love with me. Ah. Bum, bum. Just I, like that. <laughs> he just randomly said, I love you, babe. <laughs> okay, okay. Not me giving ad-libs. I thought it was one of his stupid jokes and I was totally blindsided by it. So I just laughed, joked back and hoped he would drop it. Sadly, he just doubled down and got visibly upset, started saying how he doesn't want to spend another year unhappy and how being with Mia is exhausting because of her trauma. And he deserves better than that. If you see, wait, if, if this was a video, if, if oh you can see Moya's social Oh, God, God, We're almost done. At this point, I got very nauseous and just wanted to get away from him. Um, it also, I told him he has no idea what he's saying and will talk once he gets his shit together. Me and Rick are trying for a baby. So I obviously have to tell her ASAP. The thing is, I have no idea how to do that. How do I approach a person to tell her the best part of her, her life is a lie? Hmm. How do you address <laughs> something like this with a person who spent vast majority of her life on antidepressants and being suicidal? I don't even know if she'll believe me. I also don't want to lose her as a friend, but I can't watch her be all happy and giddy about him when I know he doesn't even effing respect her. Mm. There are times I think to just ignore it all and never mention it, but I know that isn't right. Wow. Give me your thoughts, Moya. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) When I first read it, I was like, that's a lot. This has to be a movie. This is not someone's real life. Hmm. Because the disrespect... There's so many things I deserve better than that. There's so many things to digest. But if this was you, Moyo, Hmm. my husband just came to tell you. This was my enemy. (laughs) I'm sorry. But my husband just came to tell you that he was in love with you. Tosa, no, please. In the party, I would have already announced it. Jiget. No, obviously, I don't want to embarrass my friend. Um, But I think. But it's, it's a lot. Like. I think there's a lot to consider. Like, my initial reaction was chaos. Mm-hmm. But then, like, taking in the context yeah, of, like, mental me health. Has been, exactly. Um, and everything. I think you still have to tell your friend. Regardless. Regardless. You're like, babes, what I'm about to tell you will trigger the heck out of you. But this is the EU. Because what if, you know... She said this is the EU. This is the EU we have on ground <laughs> now. <laughs> like, what if he starts cheating and that, like eventually or or the fact that you know she ends up getting a kid with this person yeah. who is not emotionally available for her or the kid i think would just make her mental health even worse yeah so down the line a couple of the complex topics that i saw in this story that that made me interested in it is one i think there's so much to also say about the complexity of being in a relationship with someone who has mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I think Bros Rick, if he's feeling exhausted mm-hmm. by just his wife's trauma, because it is, it can be emotionally exhausting when you're dealing um, and in like intimate relationship yeah. with someone who's going through, who has gone through something so deep, painful yeah. and traumatic. Mm-hmm. But this is why you communicate. This is why you go to therapy together and figure it out. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, it's interesting how her fear is also if she tells her friend, it will end their friendship. Yeah. Because 
for some reason, I don't know if this is me too, but like, there's just this something about, and I hate it so much, amongst women, yeah, where you feel like, oh, if I came to tell you something about your relationship, I'm a hater. I don't want you to be in mm-hmm. love, yeah, kind of thing. Um, and the fact that this is something that she's scared of is also yeah. pretty crazy. Because I, I think it comes to that, you know, the idea of relationship, a romantic relationship having a greater sort of um, priority mm-hmm. in people's lives rather than friendship. So with this person, with Rick, me and Rick are married. They are legally like bound to one another. Yep. So it feels like, okay, I, she doesn't, Mia doesn't have the obligation to her friend. Um, so the friendship can end. And but like you know think... your friend longer. Exactly. And I'm hoping that they both the have is, a good relationship to trust that I I'm also not think there's just that thing about intimacy in different ways that she hasn't experienced mm. with her friend. And I just think that blocks a lot of people's mind set on how they think. Because it's just like, no, this baby's trying to tell you because she loves you, not because she's jealous or anything like that. Yeah. Because I think maybe Mia might think, you know, no, he does love me. He says this, he says that, he does this, but he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dirty, stinking liar. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. I feel like, what would I do? I think the consensus is to tell your friend. It's tell your friend. But also, I think be, it's hard, though. It's yes, yeah. I'm done. It's a hard conversation. I think you also have to make sure that you're also setting up some... Like, if you're giving her this information, you're willing to support her mm-hmm. through... One, either willing to support her through the chaos that's going to follow this. Yeah. I'm um, especially taking into consideration mental health. Yeah. Uh, making sure that you're having resources available to for her. for her. And to also, so sad to say, but also going in with the awareness of the possibility of losing this friendship. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Yeah, different risks involved because she could pick the guy over you. Hmm. <laughs> Love and light to me and Rico. Hmm. <laughs> I hope this is like I. I honestly think that maybe I always hope that people that write on Reddit is just for vibes and it's just she all gets. lies because this is someone's if real this life. Someone's, hmm. This is a little kid. I would be stressed. But yeah, that's my first story. I'll go into my next story. The title is. I, 21-year-old, love my girlfriend, 20-year-old, but I don't know if I should leave her for someone my own race. Interesting. Mm. To start, I have a lot of trauma when it comes to race and being an international adoptee from Africa oh. in a predominantly white community. Oh. Hugs. That, that's a that lot. Sentence that is sentence already, is a lot. It's already a lot. Sending hugs. Um, I'm going to start again. To start, I have a lot of trauma when it comes to race and being an international adoptee from Africa in a predominantly white community. A year ago, I met Sarah. She is super pretty and sweet, so we started dating four months ago. Since then, some things have bothered me. She says she loves my chocolate skin. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Please! Okay. I'm going to try to hold my reaction. <laughs> Are we going to be able to get through this? I don't think so. She said she loved my chocolate skin, which was just cringe. She doesn't understand sometimes when I complain about racism and never validates those experiences, so I don't feel like I can vent to her. All her celebrity crushes are white. Or Zendaya, LOL. And I'm assuming... Not Zendaya. What is Zendaya? (laughs) 
No, she's saying that all the yeah. celebrity crushes are white. And, white and the ones that are of color. Yeah. Are... Which is like half white. She's yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that... If that is me being insecure, but I find it odd that none of her celebrity turn-ons resemble me at all. I am brown and more little things. But the turning point was this Christmas when I met, um, I met her family. Her little cousin said a racial slur, and she didn't defend me or tell him off. She just said sorry to me in private and said she would talk to her aunt, but never actually did. It's only been four months, and I love her, and we have a future plan together. We have the same friends and job. I don't know what to do. Sometimes I think dating white people is not a good idea for me and my childhood wounds. Also, let me add, I don't think she's racist. She's very understanding when I explain things, but it's tiring to have to explain why some things are problematic. She is super sweet and would not wish anyone harm, but it's harder that way because she isn't full-on racist but she's just not anti-racist. That's that in, that sense was sense. like, oh, she's racist, but she's not racist. But I think she's racist, but she's not fully racist. She's racist. <laughs> Sorry. Also, um, racist, um, ignorant, everything is all in there. And I don't think, exa- like, yeah. Sorry, you go. Oh no, just I was just like I also I think she struggled. In that last sentence, because it's also a hard realization to call someone that you love racist. It is. Which is why I felt like she felt the need to explain that. Listen, that I don't think she's racist. Yeah. I just don't think she's anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very interesting story because, like I mentioned, the thought of interracial dating, funny thing, growing up, if I ever imagined my future household, I always imagined a black family. Because I came from a black family, yeah. and all the families I grew up around were not just black family, but a Nigerian household, mm-hmm. because I grew up in Nigeria, and it's a majority black mm-hmm. country. Um, and so it's been interesting being in Canada for the past almost a decade, and opening to my, my mind to the possibility of, hmm, maybe you might not end up with a black person. Mm. Um, and it's a little scary, I'm not going to lie. Just, <laughs> be- <laughs> just, right. be- mm-hmm. just because I think it's... Um, I think it's beautiful for people to be able to love each other and like learn about different cultures. I just think love like transcends more than race and more than sexuality and a lot of other scenes. Yeah. It's just there's also a lot of complexity that comes with it. And so which is why I chose this story because um Moyo, do you think she should leave her baby? And I'm assuming um just in the way she spoke, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that this is a girl writing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does look like um, it's a girl writing this as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, do you think she should leave her girlfriend? I think... Honestly, I feel like she should leave her girlfriend. Oh, wow. Because I feel like she's not healed with all the like wounds for just like being brought up in a predominantly white space i think that comes with a lot of trauma for a lot of black people and just other people of color who were just put in a space where they were not seen for Mm. who they are Mm. and they were either gaslit by like oh yeah but but your chocolate skin is so chocolate like the chocolate skin it's so like milky (laughs) like yeah i just feel like yeah it just feels it feels like 
the person writing, the person who has the dilemma right now, mm. she's trying to, um, you know, see the good in this girlfriend. And it makes sense because this is someone you love. Mm. But I think she's shielding and protecting her. And as someone who does that to people that I love, I'm like, no, you got to take this person <laughs> for who she is. And she's showing you that she has microaggressions and she has a family that, you know, doesn't love you. Mm. And when you're thinking about, and I see this tweet a lot, like, oh, when you're marrying someone, you're not just marrying them, you're marrying their family. Like, it's true. Yes, you're not marrying their family, like, legally or whatever. But you're also, you have inviting, to take... Inviting, like, people into your, your Exactly, you're space. inviting people into your life. And if this is not just you, if you're talking about your future, if you plan to have kids, there's a possibility that your child will not look white. I am assuming that this person writing is black. They said they're from Africa, so I'm assuming they are black. Um, And not just like biracial, but like fully melanated, chocolate Mm. skin. So if you were to have kids, your kids are also going to be brown skinned. So do you want to also bring your your children to more to trauma? Like the world is already traumatic. Can we at least protect them from a little bit? So I just feel like one gets some help or just try to figure out how you can relate to white people period because yeah and how she can relate to white people yeah how she can because i think she relates to them with a lot of hate from this she doesn't feel it doesn't feel like she feels safe and if you have to always re-explain your you know to like look for validation from your girlfriend it just feels like as she's explaining things it's going over her head but then, I don't feel like the girlfriend fully understands. Think, and it's fair. I don't think the girlfriend think will little, ever understand. A little bit more complex because I don't know. Um, the one thing about Reddit is you don't get the full picture. You don't get the full picture. Um, but she says she's an international adoptee. I'm assuming, does that mean like she is adopted from Africa into a white family? That's what I'm reading. Um, because totally. then that's also a deeper... That's why I'm like, she needs to sort that out. There's a possibility she could even it to her parents that she doesn't know. Yeah. So... Okay, so my show, This Is Us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Randall, which I mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, yeah, in the previous episode, he's my favorite character. He's a black kid and he's adopted into this white family. Mm-hmm. And in like season five, he's now like 40 years old. And so he goes into all this like, not that he hated his family, but the fact that he grew up loving them so much but because of the care and love they gave him. Mm. But as an adoptee, as a black adoptee in that white space, he wasn't able to fully be himself Mm. because the people he would see around were white and they would, like even his own brother would make like fun or be like, like, you know, have some micro aggression towards him. And the brother would be like, oh no, I didn't know I was young, blah, blah, blah. And even as teenagers the brother would still do it but basically as um adoptees they have this thing called like um like adoption kingdom or like trans trans adoption kingdom so it's basically in their head adoptees would have this alter universe Mm. where they just kind of imagine a world where they have you know parents of their own color so Mm. at randall would basically see a black dad and a black mom Mm. and he would just kind of escape into that world and so i just feel like there's just a lot of trauma that comes with being one being rejected Mm. by your own parents and then trying to have that connection with people who look like you 
but you're like they don't fully accept you so i feel like the babe should try and figure that out before going into dating because i yeah. think she would really project it into our dating life yeah but yeah sorry yeah. i went into a rant <laughs> it's okay it's giving I feel a, for this babe. I really do, and I do feel like I see it on TikTok all the time. Um, people talking about like interracial dating. I think mm-hmm. you, in order to, not even you, you can enter the most loving, yeah, relationship ever. But then, like, you have to realize that there's there are different ways where trauma can present itself in those situations, mm-hmm. and also you can have the most loving partner, but there are systems. That yeah. your partner also represents, yeah, that can be a little triggering. So these are things that you need to kind of work deeply. And you're pretty young; she's twenty. You're twenty. Yeah, so they're pretty young. Twenty twenty one. So she just needs to figure out her personal identity um, internally first, because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially if you live in a white community. Dating-wise, you're only going to have access, unless you decide to do online dating and yeah. dating outside of your community. You're, going to have access you're only going to have access to white people. And so this is something that you definitely need to work on inter- internally so it doesn't stop, like, exploding yeah. in romantic relationships. Yeah, because, like, also, is the um, girlfriend willing to even understand what racism yeah. is? Not just when it comes up that... OMG, your uncle called me a racial slur. But, like, do you understand what racism is? Do you understand that it's more than a racial slur? Mm. I think the girlfriend doesn't really get it. And is the girlfriend willing to do the work Mm. of, you know, being an ally? It just feels like the babe isn't. So I would leave the babe. Mm. Or you can be in the relationship and not fully commit. And I don't think you deserve that. Mm. So, yeah. Tough one. No, love is tough. She said love, love is, is not tough. enough. Love is not enough. Hey, baby. Come, come to me with love. Come to me with money. <laughs> oh, okay, gosh. let's go to the next story. Okay, so my story is about friendship. Um, and this one might be... A little, I don't think it's triggered. We'll see. Okay, so the main... The title the is... The Subheaven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How should I deal with the best friend... A best friend of mine who is overly sensitive and takes everything personal. Getting into the story. I have this best friend and have a super deep emotional friendship. She was a product of a very emotionally abusive childhood where her mother wore her down and made her feel insecure during her formative years. She cut her mom off and has begun healing and growing as an adult but still has a ton of emotional damage. As a result, she's super sensitive, even though she tries to portray that she's not. I try to be empathetic and understand her background is so different and she's healing through it all. But at times, it can be super exhausting and I need some advice. She has the idea of who she wants to be, someone who is down to earth, chill, the cool girl. She said repeatedly, she just wants to be the person who can make things easy for everyone and be relaxed. But that couldn't be further from the truth of who she is. She's super high, strong, and easily overwhelmed. She cries on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. She could be over, it could be over frustration or just feeling so overwhelmed emotionally in a positive way that she's crying out of happiness. I have to carefully choose my words when we're talking when we're talking about something because she can very easily um, take it personally and assume I'm demeaning her in some way and she jumps to defend herself. It sparks a lot of 
of anxiety within me when it comes to just texting her or talking to her. I'm always angry. Something I might say might be taken the wrong way. Okay. When it comes to just hanging out, she's a great friend. She's always down to do whatever the group wants. She's so thoughtful, always remembers to give Christmas gifts and birthday gifts and is willing to support you through anything. She'll cry with you if you're upset and she feels your emotions deeply. Ah, wow. She's a great friend. No, foundation. You had your own story. Sorry. She's a great friend. Foundationally, she just um, can be an incredibly intense person who is easily rattled and upset by the world around her. She's quick to self-deprecate and blame herself for bad things happening. For example, went on a trip to the mountains and went snow. Snowballing. Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. See, as a girl who doesn't do winter activities, her snowmobile um, flipped in some deep powder and she was so hyper concerned that she ruined the snowmobiling trip for the entire group. For context, the area is the most common place where people flip their snowmobiles. Nobody was hurt at all, but we all left it off. But she will forever blame herself. Or uh, when we go snowboard, see, yes, it's a really lot like, of snow. They say battling Jigget. seasonal depression. So they got it. They <laughs> don't. Mm-hmm. She's the slowest person who feels who keeps falling. Um, she she'll start crying and tell everyone to leave without her so she can focus by herself. She might even quit and just sit at the bottom of her phone. Um, but then she would talk about it the next day for the next few weeks saying it was so unlike her and she was just abnormally ex- exhausted. Normally she's much better than that, that type of thing. Anyway, I don't want to give up this friendship. She means a lot to me, but I don't know how sustainable some of the dynamics of the friendship are. I feel like I'm always working on eggshells and I'm so worried about what I say and how I say it. We both have alpha personalities and she, and it can clash at times, her friendship means a lot to me, but I also don't even know how to tell her that I feel how I feel without completely shattering her world, self-confidence, feelings for that day. Please help. That was a long one. It was pretty long. And what would you do? She said, no, what would you do? Um, I kind of low-key relate because I used to be very, and I think that's something that I still work on daily. I used to be very like sensitive, mm-hmm. um, and it comes from a place of insecurities, anxiety. I've mentioned before, I do have like generalized anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and especially if you grow up having not, I didn't grow up having like the level of trauma that she did, mm-hmm. but if you grew up having someone pick at you like she said her mom yeah you build up that defense Mm -hmm. of thinking like everyone is out to get you honestly now as her friend so the one writing this story Mm -hmm. um you see she seems like aside from that to be a really good friend like you said she shows up when Mm -hmm. you need her she's very supportive i do think you need to although i understand her emotional like turmoil, you need to create boundaries yeah. because you too will become very emotionally um, exhausted and then that will um, build into resentment yeah. um, and you don't want to have that in a friendship. I think this is something that your friend is still working through and although you can understand that, you also need to protect yourself mm-hmm. um, because someone like that is literally emotionally volatile um, 
And I remember, like, I and even up to now, like, I have to remind myself every time when someone makes a joke, oh, my God, like, literally, it just happened mm-hmm. 20 seconds ago with, not 20 seconds ago, about 20 minutes ago, what? I was talking to my sister and Moyo oh. corrected me. <laughs> One, and I've expressed to Moyo, <laughs> I know I don't like, especially if you know what I'm saying, there's I know. no point of correcting me. <laughs> but Moyo always does this where I, I told you, um, I've told you all that I'm dyslexic. And so what that means is that sometimes when I'm writing, sometimes when I'm typing, or even in my head, I bring, my head brings out the entire words required for the sentence, mm-hmm. but it flips them around. Mm-hmm. So if... I want to say I'm going to the store. It could come out from my mouth like the store I'm yeah. going to, mm-hmm. especially when I'm talking really fast. Amoyo always does this thing, but it's not just with me. She does this thing with everybody around it's her. It's not always. Always. No. <laughs> where she jumps in laughing and corrects you, even though she knows what you meant. <laughs> and so, especially with being emotionally sensitive, the... yeah. The initial reaction is like, oh my God, this person is making fun of me, blah, 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 blah. And in the moment, I have to continuously remind myself not to react because I know this person loves me. I know she's not, like, she's not trying to embarrass me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Moya is, especially when it comes to grammar, it's not as if she's good in English like that. No. (laughs) You're passing the way she's butchering what she's reading. (laughs) But it's just a habit for Moya. And you have to remind yourself, uh, and so that's something that people do have to work through. Um, encouraging your friend to, like, find services to work through those trauma, but you also mm-hmm. have to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, and create boundaries. Maybe when you're around her, you just know they're just jokes that are off limits. Yeah. And just keep that in mind. Like, I'm not going to make these jokes because I know this is the way she is. Um, but I also, ma- yeah. Or maybe, like, if she has the small mobility thing... Um, like where she's blaming herself, just try to reassure but not engage. Because once you engage in conversation, then it becomes like also you get emotional and it's mm-hmm. just try to. So you have to create boundaries for yourself to protect yourself, even though you love this person from this emotional like volatility. What you were gonna say? <laughs> you want to correct me now? No, I'm not correcting. Crazy girl. It's so interesting because I, I felt like I sensed that you were being attacked towards the end. When I what like, are we talking about the story or you correcting my me English? correcting you? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh my god, crap! I think I just triggered. Especially because I've expressed. How I that know because immediately before. I said it. <laughs> immediately I said it. I was like, oh my gosh! I know you hate me saying this. I'm so sorry for. I find the word itself funny, not you making a mistake. Anywho, getting back to. <laughs> The Are you gonna story. get yourself together? I feel like this one is difficult. Like you just kind of have to, like, as the friend who you who is writing this dilemma, I don't think you should cut the person off because I don't think I think there are different friends that you have to show up differently for mm. different friends. So with this particular friend, I just think you have to be patient with the person. Um you are aware that they are going through a lot of things. So you have to be patient. And I feel like you should probably have, I don't know if this is bad, but like have someone else that can also, you guys can kind of like 
talk together and be like, oh, make sure you don't say this as well. Like you and your other groups of friends, you have to be aware that this person is hypersensitive with particular things so that like, you know, someone else wouldn't just come into the group and be like, why is this one crying? Mm. You know, why are you vexing? It's not just small, something that just happened. Like, I feel like everyone has to be maybe not aware about the entire trauma and all of that, but just surface level of like this person, this is how they are. And you have to respect that. But at the same time, I feel like this person doesn't want to only carry the burden alone. And I feel like that's what they are feeling. Like having to work on eggshells around your friend is not really the best feeling, to be honest. Mm. Like, I don't, me, Shao, I don't like that. Um, Because when you're thinking of a friendship, you're thinking of um, comfortability. And just like, if they're compatible, I think they are pretty compatible friends as well. (laughs) And when she says that they're both alpha personalities, I don't really see how this um, friend who's experienced trauma is showing any alpha like characteristics. But maybe she is, and I think you could you have you could have There's alpha. There's so many missing lines. <laughs> I'm just like I don't really see the alpha in it, but okay. Um, so yeah, I just think you need to give the friend space, or like give the friend time rather. And I think you can also tell the friends the things that would hurt her, but just say it in a more say it with grace, and just tell the friend like disclaimer that all oh, this might trigger you but i need you to understand that i'm not coming i'm not coming to attack you to attack your person but i need to say this so that you know it's to actually build a friendship because then that means the friendship is not really authentic if one person is holding back all the time Mm. um and i feel like it's a build resentment on that other person's end like oh i'm not myself with this person i don't like being around her i walk on eggshells ill like i think it builds resentment so you just have to work on communication piece and figure out how you can communicate the hard conversations um and i think you also need more friends that also satisfy other desires that you have from friendship Mm-hmm. Just because, also, if this is, like, your only, like, close friend, it can feel like, oh, maybe you want to talk about something, but you're, like, it's going to trigger this person, but I have nobody else to talk about it to, and then now I'm stuck holding this in. You need to have, I think you yourself, well, the writer needs other support systems aside yeah. from this friend, just so that you don't start building, like, yeah. and you have other spaces to present a little bit more freely mm-hmm. and still be able to be benef- like benefiting from this friendship. Because like I said, if it was like, oh, she's emotionally vo- volatile, but she's also a terrible friend, that's a different thing. But you yeah. described a great friend mm-hmm. that's just dealing with trauma that's presenting in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you create boundaries, protect yourself. Um, you have to realize that you might have to be showing love more affirmingly. Yeah. Um, and saying, oh, like, I love you I'm, and I'm doing this out of love and just reminding that friend that um, about that. But have other friendships where you can also express yourself differently that will satisfy kind of the things that you are either looking, working, for. looking for. in this Yeah, because, like, you can pour out of an empty cup. Like, yeah. if, if she's dry and that cup is not full and now you now have this friend that dry. is not, like... <laughs> <laughs> you have this friend that's not crying. You're just like, I don't have I don't have the mental capacity to support you. Like, 
So you have to definitely have other friends that can pour into you. I agree. And I think you have to trust the babe and be like, you know, I'm going to say this information and I would hope that you would not crumble. Like, I feel like you have to give the babe more credit. But yeah. Okay. So the topic is how do I, a 22 female, meet like-minded people? So she says, TBH, I'm not entirely sure this is the perfect... Oh, this is like a Reddit stuff. Anyway, for starters, I'm a 22-year-old about to graduate college. Originally, I grew up in the woods. In the woods? <laughs> in the woods. In and the I woods? What does she mean by that? I don't want to know. <laughs> and I plan to move back soon since I really can't do the whole suburb city life thing. Besides Reddit that I use occasionally, I don't have social media and I have no interest in starting to. So that's out of the question. No judgment towards the others who do. But I am really not interested in befriending or dating people that are into clubbing, partying, etc. I'm very introverted and spend 95% of my time alone outside of work and school. I would like to find someone I can spend time alone with rather than someone who wants to go out every weekend socializing. I guess my problem is I haven't met people I connect with in the last four years since I've been in the city. I imagine it will only be harder once I move back to a rural area. So I'm really hoping to find a way to connect with people before then. How do I find other introverted people? How do I befriend? That befriend would. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin since all of my hobbies I either I either do at home or out in nature where the only people I see occasionally are older folks. I kind of gave up even trying after my first year living here, but I guess I'm really just I'm just really wanting to put myself out there again and see if it's if there is literally anyone, any advice is greatly appreciated and thank you so much. And then for editing purposes, as per Reddit, she says, I'm studying biochemistry and bi- microbiology and my hobbies are reading. I also dress goth pretty often. Okay. Which I imagine doesn't help my chances at meeting people, but I don't plan to change that since I've been dressing this, for, this way for years. Also, while I'm looking to date, I would rather befriend someone and truly get to know them first. So typically blind dates, dating size such situations wouldn't really work for what I'm looking for. Okay. What I've learned hmm. is there's somebody for everybody. There really is. This girl, you think that you are the most... One thing about human beings, we are not unique. We are really not. We like to think we are. but You're are not, not that un- special. Not to say in a demeaning way, you are not that special. (laughs) There's community for everybody. We are not that unique. The um, the thing about it is just positioning. Mm -hmm. Finding yourself in spaces where there might be people like you. So there's always, like you said, you're into like true crime or anime. There's always like anime conventions. There's book clubs that that you can find. But she said she wants to do it alone. She wants to do what alone? All these things. She says she she doesn't want to go out to socialize. Also, it really looks like she's just looking for a partner. I don't think she's looking to befriend anybody. Look at no, she's she she's clearly pretty clear in she's not wanting like. But what she's okay yes, but then maybe she just needs one friend. 
One, okay. She wants one friend. She one doesn't want plenty. Because being introverted, um, I don't even know if I can classify myself as introverted because I think I am, but like I also think I'm not. But I do understand in not wanting to immerse yourself in like full blown like conventions or book club where you have to socialize with so many people, especially if you either are introverted or have like social anxiety. Mm-hmm. If you can't go there, or oh, she doesn't use social media, because she said, "I am really not interested in befriending or dating people that are into clubbing, partying." I've, and she also brought up the whole thing about just spending time with alone with one person. So I feel like she wants to. I think she wants a partner. But you can have friends that you spend time alone with. Yes, you I don't know. need like a romantic. Like I don't think she's looking for a romantic. From what she's described, she's not looking for something romantic. But I don't think yeah, I don't think she's maybe looking for. But I do feel like what she's explaining is like, oh, maybe she's looking for a best friend. Sure, yeah, that's something like she might be looking for like a close friend. Um, and it's fine if you're not interested interested in like clubbing and partying. There are other people in the problem that you have is one you want to go back to the woods. Yeah, that's not. There are only animals in the woods. And two, you don't like going to places, but then you also don't like using social media because then I was like, there are a lot of like Facebook groups and like yeah. all these things where you can meet someone. Mm-hmm. Um, Bumble, there's like friends, best friend, best stuff. friend, but Bumble things. There are ways, there's somebody out there for you, but you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations yeah. to find this person. Unless, sorry, you're going to be alone. Unfortunately. So, like, don't feel like you're weird because, oh, you like anime or you dress gut, girl. Trust me. You, you think you're unique? <laughs> There's many people. It's not like even you. that, like, out there. No offense. There are many people like you. You don't need to change who you are or what you mm-hmm. like. But or how you, you will, dress. Or how you dress. But you will have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to meet someone with the same desires. You can't be waiting in your house and in the woods. Because these people are probably, like... The people you're looking for also don't want to come out. Yeah. It sounds like. So I feel like if they don't want to come out, the best place to find them would be online. online. Do you know how many people have international friends? Or have you seen those like TikTok videos where people would be trying to learn they, Korean? Wait, wait, wait. And they would like be talking to exactly Amigo, there's um something Hello Talk. Yeah, and they meet the love of their... Or they just meet friends and all of that. Like, I think social media is really where the world is and you got to get on it. You so have sorry. to get on it because you are not willing to go in person. That's the hard truth. So. That's the only thing that you'll be able to do. I also think, like, yeah, there's just... There's somebody for everybody. Mm-hmm. You just have to be willing to make yourself uncomfortable just for a short time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you, you, if you go online and you're not comfortable be- meeting people... Now, be careful online because there are yeah, scary people, people there. Mm-hmm. Serial killers are there, too. Yeah. But I feel like you could put yourself in communities and online groups and you'll be able to meet someone. Um, There's no way around it. That's the sad thing about, like, community. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Like, you have to put yourself out there. I agree. And even if you don't want to put, like, your... Like your actual Physical face, shape. or like no, like put yourself on social media, but maybe she doesn't put her face, or like Do security. Dance. You can be anonymous. Yeah. You can, but don't be trolling people. No, yeah. we don't look. We don't like that. But like, have a I don't know Tumblr and yeah. put your thoughts out there. And you see people. You just create a community. You never yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like social media is the way forward. 
honestly. Don't go back to the woods. If you go back to the woods, like... Well, you can go back to you the can, woods. You can't, no, but like, but there's... <laughs> you won't meet the... Or maybe you would at the local grocery yeah. store. Who knows? Maybe it will, the same way me, I'm waiting for my husband inside my house. Girl, <laughs> you better go outside. <laughs> maybe you stumble. Go to the street. <laughs> you stumble on one. No. Um, but yeah, you have to put yourself out there in order to make community. That's the sad thing about um, community. Like, there's no cheat code. Yeah. You have to put yourself out there. But we've come to the end of this episode. We have. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. it. Um, it was, we're celebrating love, but love is a complex emotion. It shows up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, um, February is a reminder to love. Yeah. Um, February is a reminder to show love to people around you. Um, I hope you don't end up in complex situations like this, read these stories. Please though. I uh, beg. <laughs> Me um, and Rick, I <laughs> our first <laughs> story. Um, but I hope you don't end up in complex situations. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Black History Month as well. Yes. Love, 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 love. for our North American listeners. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, we'll share some of the stories on Reddit and um, not on Reddit, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see your thoughts. But Moyo. Mm-hmm. Um, Where can they find us? So y'all can find us on Instagram at peasinapodcast.tm and on Spotify and Apple Podcast at Peas in a Podcast. So you see two beautiful girlies in the profile picture. You'll know when it's us. And don't forget to share the episode with people, with your friends, with family, the people in your community. You know, if you enjoy this episode, if we made you laugh and made you smile if you had a bad day share the episode subscribe uh, subscribe i feel like i'm saying that wrong anyway subscribe (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our um to our page on spotify and apple music and yeah so we'll see you in the next episode love and light peace Peace out. out happy valentine's day everyone bye